The Bible says this very clear. It says a prophet will not be without honor except for among his own people and in his own nation. This means that a prophet in his own nation will not be honored. And it's a fact like a cow. A, a, a true prophet in his own nation is nothing. I've seen this with my own eyes. How people from other countries can honor you while your own folks don't even recognize what God has placed upon your heart and upon your life. And one of the things that I've seen, I've seen this in the life of Elijah. Elijah was a great man of God, but let me tell you, in his own nation, they didn't want to honor him. They wanted to kill him. And if the enemy can come through to kill the prophets of God, let me tell you something. And we all know that true prophets of God is not just somebody that can tell you where you stay. You know where you stay, but a true prophet of God is somebody that will change your now. And obviously, every single time, if you want to know whether a man is of God or not, it's not because of the gift, it's the fruit. And the fruit will always point back to the great vine. And, and, and it's all because of Jesus. And you will always hear that in a man's... Every time you want to hear if somebody, if he's a man of God, if he's a false prophet or not, listen to who he gives honor to. All right, so Jesus must be the mainstream because in him we live and we move and we have our being. Now, I want to explain something to you that Jesus is the name above every other name. And there's a reason I say this to you that I can declare to you today that there's no higher authority than Christ Jesus. There's nobody bigger than Christ Jesus. There's nobody greater than Christ Jesus. He's the head of all things. He's the head of all principalities and all powers. Come on, there's no one greater in heaven than him. There's no one greater on earth than him. There's no one greater underneath the earth than Christ Jesus. He is the head of all things. Let me tell you, there's a scripture that can prove this. That he's higher than Muhammad. He's higher than Buddha. He's higher than Hare Krishna. He's higher than Mammon. He's higher than cancer. He's higher than COVID-19. Come on, he's higher than poverty. He's higher than fear. He's higher than depression. He's higher than anxiety. He's higher than every other thing and it's written in the scriptures that he's high above all things this is why he has been given a name which is above every other name at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord why do you think demons fear him why do you think people hate you when you whisper and mention the name of Jesus Christ it's because of John chapter 3 that's why I want you to show this to you quickly John chapter 3 if you have your Bibles, quickly turn to John chapter 3. I want to show you something. This is what John says. John chapter 3. Do you have it? I want to read this together. John 3 and 31. It says the following. He who comes from above is above all. Now, let me just quickly stop there. There's no other God... That has come from above. Every other God comes from the earth. He says he who comes from above is above what? Above all. It means he's above Muhammad. He, okay, he didn't get this. He's above every other because he's the only God that has come from above. Shout hallelujah. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. He who comes from heaven is above all. Now, there's, there's a, there's, quickly look at me. This is what the Bible says. He who comes from heaven is above all. This is why we believe in Jesus Christ because he's the only one that has come from above. Muhammad has been born from the earth, but not Christ. Christ came from above. This is why Christ is above all things and over all things he reigns. Somebody shout hallelujah. So Christ is all in all. And this is what, the, what John has taught. John said that he's above every other thing. There's no one greater than him. No one higher than him. No one more perfect, more powerful than Christ Jesus. Come, if you believe that, shout hallelujah. Now I want to quickly touch on, uh, I want to call this a life from above. A life from above. This is the life Christ lived. He lived a life from above. And the scripture teaches, teaches us the same thing, to live a life from above. Not a life from the earth. So many people live a life for the earth and for the next thing and the next pleasure. But this is what the Bible teaches us something different. He says that we need to live a life from above. 
Because we are not of this earth. We are not part of this earth. We are from above. Say, I'm from above. Now, there's a scripture in the book of Colossians I want you to read. Colossians chapter 2 and then Colossians chapter 3. And, and it's very important to understand this. And I'm going to teach on this. Then you'll understand where I'm going to. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 20. It says something profound. It says, therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of this world, why as though living in the world do you subject yourselves to regulations? Now, Colossians 2.20 says we have died with Christ. Please say with me, we have died with Christ. When have we died with Christ? Everybody listen to me. We have died with Christ when they hung him on that tree. We were nailed to that cross together with Christ. Is somebody listening to me? The day that you've given your life to Christ Jesus, you've died with Christ. And in other words, so you've died to the rules and the regulations of this world. This is why I want to say this to you again, and I'm not of this world. I'm not part of the rules and the regulations of this world. This is why you have to understand that I hate it when they say Christianity is a religion. It should never be a religion. It should always be a relationship. A religion, a religion means that you have to do this, and you have to do that, and you have to do that, and there's regulations. But Paul says, I've died with that regulations. There's no regulations in having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If people ask me, why do you preach the way you preach? Let me tell you, because of relationship. If there was no relationship, this, and this is why, why I want to I, I get, get into somebody's heart this morning. I'm not a singer. I can't sing. I can't keep a tune. I've been told that many times. I've sang a song here the other day. Somebody messaged me. They said, and somebody famous, by the way. They said, maybe you have to get to an in-ear, and you know, and when you have the in-ear, you can keep a tune. I said, I don't, wanna, I don't, wanna, I don't care about keeping a tune, you know. I, I just want to express my love towards the Lord. In moments like this, I sing out a song. It's not that bad, right? But in any case. <laughs> but let me tell you, let me, let me tell you what, what, what makes the difference. And when you, when you sing and, and you want to be effective, not talent, effective. Effectiveness comes from your relationship with Jesus Christ. So there's an overflow of your love that flows. So people don't listen to your voice. The only thing they hear is the submersion of your love towards God. That's it. People think that talent is everything. Talent is nothing. You have to have a relationship with the living Christ. This is why you don't have to go to a school for 10 years and get a doctor's degree before you can preach the gospel. No, you have to be in love. You have to be hidden. And when you are hidden, you will come out with an overflow of the life of the abundance of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is why you don't need a diploma against your wall. You just need to be hit in the great I am and it will overflow. So people, people will know that you've been with God. Hallelujah. Somebody listening to me. And this is, this is what's going to be, have the effect. It's when you have been with God. There's a lot of people that tell me, I love the anointing on your life and that's awesome. But what people don't understand, the anointing is not birthed uh, over social media, it's birthed in the very secret place, the place where you are hidden. God spoke to me about, I think about three months ago. And he gave me this clearly. He said, you better hide yourself and protect the anointing. Because people will try to take from the anointing and not honor it. And it costs you everything. And while you're giving it out to people who don't really want it. And it, it something changed in my spirit and in my mind. And I want to, so I'm going to, I'm going to get there, but just hear me quickly. So Paul says something. He says, we've died to this world. We died together with Christ. Now listen to what chapter 3 says. Verse 1. This is Colossians chapter 3 verse 1. You can read this. If then we were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Paul says, now we've died with Christ. Then he goes on, he says, now we've been raised with Christ. So when have we we've been risen with Christ? When Christ rose from the dead, we were risen into his life. I'm getting to the power stuff now. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. 
pause there and look at me quickly. There's nothing wrong with you wanting a better life and you believing God to prosper you. Nothing wrong with that. It means it should not be your Alpha and your Omega. This is why Paul says, don't seek the things above, uh, 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 you have seek the things above. Seek the kingdom of God first and His righteousness and all the other things shall be what? Added unto you. Shout added. Come on, you can do better than that. Added unto you. For all those who are seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness, I want to tell you according to the word of God that you will have no lack whatsoever. Even if people don't like you, God will take care of you. For you died, and here's the powerful stuff, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, so Paul comes and he teaches something powerful. He says your life is hidden. In, you, your life is, is hidden with Christ in God. Now think about this. Christ is hidden in God. Many times Christ even thanked God that his life is hidden in him. So the Bible says I'm hidden together with Christ in God. So you think about this. If the devil, the Bible says I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. That's powerful. In other words, if anybody wants to curse me, they have to get through Christ. In order to get through Christ, they must find Him in God. So the Bible teaches me that I'm so protected, so hidden in God, that in order for to, to get me, I have to find Christ. This is why those who hate you, on their behalf, they are blaspheming God. But on your behalf, Christ is being glorified and exalted. You didn't get this. I'm so protected in God. The Bible says I'm hidden with Christ in God Almighty. So even Christ is hidden. Christ Jesus many times thanked God the Father that He's hidden in Him. Christ many times thanked God. He said, I in you and you in me and I in them. So he speaks about a life that must be hidden in God. And, then, and the Lord spoke to me very clearly. He says, you have to be hidden in me. Otherwise, let me tell you something. Right now, people of God, people don't even understand. When God calls you to a place of hiding, it's not, to, it's not just to bring protection and, and it's part of it. But when God brings you to a place of hiding, it's because he's got something so powerful in store for you. You have to understand this. He hid Joseph in the, pal uh, in, in the prison before he released him to the palace. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody right now. He hid David in caves. He's running around from one cave to another, away from Saul, before he released him as the king. Many times God calls his servants to a place of hiding. Not everybody that's kind to you is kin to you. This is why you have to make sure who you, you allow in your circle. I'm getting, I'm getting to the deep stuff right now. And, and what the enemy does is the enemy wants us to be unhidden. But God says, I'm calling you to a place where you have to hide. Even, even think about this. Yes, yes, the great prophet Elijah. He said to Ahab, Ahab, if you, if you study the scripture, you'll see Ahab went to foreign gods. He was worshiping false gods. And you know what happened when he was worshiping false gods? God says, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're going to see my wrath on the earth. There will be no rain. And everybody was too afraid to tell Ahab what's coming. But not Elijah. Elijah said to him, brother, it's coming. God's judgment is here. It will no longer rain on the earth. Not until I speak it. But Vessel, how can he say that? James chapter 5 says that Elijah was a man with the same spirit as us. But his faith in an unshakable God sustained him. This is why he said, on my words. This is why every single time you pray and when I pray, when I speak the word of God, his word cannot come back void. Why do you think, why do you think that Elijah could have said, Elijah didn't say to Ahab, I'm going to require of God first. He said, on my word, it will not rain. Why? Because I'm in so hidden in God that I know exactly what he wants. I know his word. Woo! I know his will. You've got no idea when a true man of God that spends time with God, when he speaks the words of God. This is why John 3 also says, He whom God has sent speaketh forth the word of God. If God has sent a man, 
his man says rain no more rain no more rain now think about this this is a prophet of God who announces there's going to be a drought everybody today wants a word of God how much God loves me and how much he's going to bless me but this man of God says God says judgment is coming and there will be no more rain on the earth my God, I feel such a fire in my spirit right now. I want you to hear me in the name of Jesus. This is what God said to Elijah after he released this word to Ahab. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, God said to him, go and hide yourself at the brook Sheriff. Now I'm talking to you about a great man of God anointed. Speak forth the word of God. He says on my word there will be no more rain. I'm ready to, come on, I'm ready for a platform. I'm ready to preach this gospel to a world. And then what God says to him, you're going nowhere. Go to the Brookshire Roof and hide yourself there. There's no people there. There's no platform there. There's no microphone there. There's no following there. But God says, before I can do something through you, I must do something in you. Go, back, go down to that brook Sheriff. And the Bible says, God spoke to him and he says, there I have commanded the ravens to feed you. But what people don't understand is when God hides you. Think about this. Before Elijah became that and this is what people think people say my god did you see how he moved on mount carmel did you see the victories on mount carmel but people forget the season in in the brookshire Rift. everybody speaks about the mount carmel victory but they forget his victory in in Cherith. and 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 here's the here's the thing before god released him god said i'm going to hide you for a purpose because while god is hiding you from this world he teaches you stuff he teaches you dependency upon Him. I don't know, somebody needs to hear this. The whole world, uh, listen, the whole world needs to hear this. The rain is not falling because of God's judgment on this earth. And you can say, oh, this is a prophet of doom. You better hear a prophet when a prophet speaks. But here God says, don't worry. Don't worry, even if the whole world is in famine, I'm going to take care of my own. But here's the key. You have to go and hide yourself. Why hide? Because when the storm comes, it will not find you. <laughs> this is why he says, apply the blood on the doorpost. And when the angel of death comes past, he will not find you. Why? Because you are hidden in Christ. Woo! Why must blood be applied? Because whenever there's blood applied, God does not see the sin. He sees the sacrifice. Is somebody in this house listening to me? This is why you have to be hidden in Christ. So that when the devil comes, the Bible says the accuser accuses you day and night before the father. The father does not see your guilt. He does not see your shame. He sees the blood of the son. Hallelujah. Hidden. Shout hidden. The Bible says, he says, go and hide yourself. Go and hide yourself. The scripture says for a time, he hid himself at the Brookshire Roof. And the Bible says something so powerfully. He says, God says, I will allow the ravens there to feed you. I've touched on this before, but somebody needs to hear me. Imagine ravens. That the Lord is using a stingy animal. A raven is a stingy animal. He doesn't share his meal. He steals. He's a scavenger. He takes what he can get. But here God says, in order for you to get to that place there, I'm going to teach you dependency upon me. I'll even cause the stingy people to bless you. God doesn't say there the parrots will come and feed you. God doesn't say the mosses can come. No, no, no. He says, I'm going to cause the ravens, a stingy animal. The stingy animal. In other words, those people who were supposed to take from you will no longer be able to take from you. They will have to give to you because God says, I will even cause them. Now think about this. He says, I've commanded the ravens to feed you there. Even the ravens obey the voice of the living God. You know, when you are hidden, you have to understand that there's some things that you, you'll have to do. You'll have to, you'll have to hear from God. Because I, I've, I've seen this when God said to Elijah, Elijah, go down to the Brookshire Rift. He immediately knew this is God speaking to me. 
So many people today say, did you hear what the devil just told me? I have to pack up everything and go to the Brookshire Rift. But Elijah knew this is God speaking. Elijah had no problem knowing that this is the great El Shaddai, the one who provides all of my needs. Come on. A lot of people, you know, will be fed by a raven and you will chase him away and say, hey, Futsak Satan. <laughs> and not even knowing that God has sent a breakthrough your way. My God, I feel like, I feel like prophesying in this place. Come on, if, if it's the word of God, it cannot come back void. We want to declare this in the name of Jesus. That a 24-hour miracle with your name on it shall come and locate you. That God will send the ravens to feed you in Jesus' name. Basil, what about people losing their jobs? What about you being hidden in the presence of God Almighty? Famine will not see you. The Bible says my life is hidden together with Christ in God. When I stand up, Christ is next to me. When I sit down, He's next to me. This is why He says I'm seated together with Christ. In heavenly places, seated together with him. If you have you have no idea what Christ has done for you, yeah. I said you have no idea what Christ has done for you. He has made you to sit down in the very presence of your enemies. He has made your cup to overflow with milk and with honey. He has made a crooked path straight. Yes, you you might say, Vessel, the doors are closing. God will open up a house for you, but you better hear me right now. It's time to get hidden in him. We know hidden in Him, you are not no longer part of this world. You are hidden in Christ. Come on, I feel like prophesying this to somebody. God will use the stingy of this world to bless you. Come on, I declare this in the name of Jesus Christ. This week shall be a week of the great shaking in your life. That God will use everything that was supposed to harm you. It will be turned around for your good in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe the word of God. Tell your neighbor, I'm next in line for that miracle. Come on, tell the neighbor you like, I'm next in line. God will always take you to Sharif before he takes you to Carmel. Hallelujah. I'm thinking about this. So God says to him, go to the brook Sharif. There will be water there to feed you. Then I've commanded the ravens to come and locate you. Because you have to understand, and I, I wish that you understand this, that we know hidden in Christ, you're no longer part of the natural law. So what the Lord was saying, you are hidden in me, I'll cause the animal kingdom to feed you. You better hear me now. I'll cause the animal kingdom to feed you. I've supplied the water. Let me just quickly tell you, it's not Mother Nature that supplies the water. It's Father God. And in the Trinity, there's no mother. Father God supplies. And here's the most powerful thing. So the raven came, the Bible says, in the morning and in the evening. And, and, and I like this. So the scripture says, so he brought him meat and bread. Remember, I said the last time I said a nice burger. Elijah, a prophet of God, likes a burger. Jaira burgers. Meat and bread. And so the scripture says when the brook dried up, the raven stopped from coming. I like this. It doesn't say the raven stopped and then the brook dried up. It says now the brook dried up because the raven knew that if I take care of him, He's going to take care of me. Because as long as I bring him meat and bread, I can have some of the water. So while you take care of the needs of others, God will take care of your own needs. And so the Bible says, so the brook dried up. But somebody that's hidden in Christ does not run around frantically and say, what are we going to do next? Oh, I'm doomed. You know, we're going to die young. No, no, no. God said something else. He says, hang on now. I am Jehovah Jireh. I want you to go up. Go to Zerapah. There's a woman. 
I've commanded a widow to take care of you. Yes, God's saying if the animal kingdom stops, this earthly kingdom will take care. Who remember what the Bible says that a good measure shaken together, pressed down, running over, will what? Man, give unto your bosom. In other words, God will cause man to bless you. Somebody that's hidden in Christ Jesus knows that there's no need. If, if, if Christ is all I have, he's all that I need. I need to speak to somebody right now. Your life must be so hidden in Christ. I want, I want to, before I'm going to carry on, I want you to read this. So this is Colossians chapter 3. It says, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth. Now, pause there, listen to me. He says that if your life is hidden in Christ, you are dead to trespasses. You are dead to your members. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you what, what he goes on and say. Now, please remember, he says, because your life is hidden in Christ. Last night, you know, every single Saturday night when I go to bed, I struggle to sleep. It's like my, my, my flesh is sleeping, but my spirit is awake the whole night. And then God speaks to me and deposits things into my spirit. And especially last night, God spoke to me about righteousness the whole night through. The whole night through. I woke up with, with things that the Lord has said to me. And, but, but, but think about this. Let me, let me quickly show you this. He says, therefore... Put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is, is coming upon you. The sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are, are to put off all this anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Now, so the scripture says this, you have to put down the, your, your, your sinful nature. When you are hidden in Christ, this is what people miss out on. When I'm hidden in Christ, I'm no longer sin conscious. I'm Christ conscious. Now, what do I mean if I'm no longer sin conscious? This is where Paul says that sin has no more dominion and reign over me. I'm now a new creation in Christ. So I don't walk around the whole day, Lord, forgive me this and forgive me that. Why? Because I'm no longer sinning. Basically, how can you say you're no longer sinning? Any sin I commit that I know is, is wrong is sin. But no man that is born again can tell me if you're hidden in Christ that you wake up in the morning and you plan on fornicating as the scripture says. Come on, fornication, uncleanness, passion, passion, evil desires. Who's got evil desires when you're born again? Come on, who walks around in covetousness when you are born again? This is why he says you have died with Christ. You have resurrected with Christ. Hallelujah. Now my life is hidden in Christ. So I'm no longer walking around with condemnation of the world. I'm walking in His righteousness. I'm covered under the blood of the Lamb. This is why when I stand before God one day, I'm not going to tell Him about all my good works. I'm not going to say, Lord, you, you know, faith city, Lord, I gave my base there, Lord. And you know, I've traveled around the world and I've won so many souls. I'm not going to say that. I can stand before him and say, God, I am hidden in Christ. Let the blood of Calvary speak for me. Is somebody listening to me? This is what happens when you're hidden in Christ. You're no longer sin conscious. You're no longer devil conscious. It's no more the devil said this and the devil said that. And you don't no longer hear the devil. Why? He can't speak to you because he can't find you. I'm a believer of a person that needs to live long. Death should not locate you early. It should take death 120 years to find you. Somebody get this. It should take arthritis 120 years to get you. It should take, come on somebody. Sugar diabetes 120 years to locate you. You have to walk upright when you're 80 years old. Your eyes must be like you were 40. 
Come on. The Lord must renew your youth every single day. That happens to those who's what? Hidden in Christ. And you give the devil no right. When you live righteously and you live holy before the Lord, the great I am, let me tell you, he takes care of your body. Somebody shout hallelujah. So Paul says, you have to die to these things. You have to lay it down. He says, if you are hidden in Christ, you have to lay these things down. Come on, let's backtrack again to Elijah. So the Bible says that the raven stopped from coming and then, then the Lord said to him, don't worry, I've commanded a woman, a widow to take care of you. Now think about this. Every single time God takes care of him, he uses scenarios that looks like it's absurd. He doesn't say, I've, I've, I've spoken to a rich woman. He didn't say, I spoke to a businesswoman. He said, I've spoken to a widow. Think about this. When Elijah came to the widow, he asked her to give, her, give him something to drink. And, and that was fine. She said, okay, I have a little bit of water I can give you. And then he stopped. He said, hang on now. Please also, while you're on this, make me a morsel of bread. Now, I like to think about this. He, he asked for two things, water and bread. Water and bread. <laughs> if you have asked for two things, Lord, if I can have living water, that will just overflow my... Oh Lord, if I can just eat of that, the bread of life, I will have life in abundance. This is why Elijah said to her, you're not going to die. Because Christ became your last meal. Come on, Christ became your last sacrifice. Did you get this? Just give me two things. Give me water and give me bread. This is what sustains us if we are hidden in Christ. Two things, Lord, let the living water, let it flow over my soul. Oh Lord, give me, give me the bread of life that when I eat of this bread, I will hunger no more. This is what the Bible says. He says, he who drinks of this water and eat of this bread will never thirst and never hunger again. Am I getting this to you? He said to this woman, Give me something to eat. And she said, listen, I'm going to eat now. My son's going to eat and then we're going to die. So what God was doing, God was sending a prophet to, to Sharif to do what? To be fed, but also to take care of the ravens. Then he, he sends him out to Zerapov and he said, there's a woman there I spoke to. So God didn't just send him there so that she can feed him, but that the prophet can come and speak a word into her life and say, you are not going to die. Uh, I'm prophesying this to somebody. You are not going to die. He said, you will have more than enough even until the famine is over. I'm trying to locate the person that's taking this word from the Lord. You're not going to die. God's going to take care even until this famine is over. You will have more than enough. Your jar will overflow of oil. Come on, your jar will overflow with flour. But you will not die. He made a, a, a widow woman a businesswoman. She had no business but dying. And when the man of God came in, he said, now I'm just going to change the story because I'm hidden in Christ. I just want to tell you, you're not going to die. I'm going to make a businesswoman out of you. Elijah did the same thing. He made a businesswoman out of a widow. Go and sell the oil. Give it to your creditors. You're not going to die. He said to you, uh, listen, you're not going to die. You're going to feed the whole neighborhood. Hallelujah. I think that's where Omar Biscate came from. You're not going <laughs> to... Everybody's going to be blessed. Now, just think about this. I'm thinking about this. There was no crowds. No crowds. No microphone. Great man of God. But the only thing that God wanted him to do is to be hidden. Because what God wanted to teach him is to be dependent upon him. And God says, the way I'm bringing your miracles is not going to be natural for your own eyes. I'm going to use ravens. I'm going to use widows. God could have raised up a rich man to take care of the prophet. He didn't do that. He says, I'm going to use situations that you never even think possible to bless you. 
You see, when God blesses you, He does not look at a man's stature. He looks at a man's heart. God doesn't need rich people to bless you. But nobody knows about me. God knows about you. If He can use the animal kingdom and the earthly world to take care of you, how much more the kingdom that you are, that you are coming from? Think about this, I'll backtrack quickly, but the scripture says when the word no longer took care of him, the Bible says an angel came. His kingdom. I love this. I think about this, and this is how it ends. The kingdom of God was taking care of him. So God says at first it was the natural, the world, the animals. You'll eat and eat some more. And then he secondly, he says that the earthly realm will take care of you. And then he finished off and he says, now this is the way you're going to live. My kingdom will take care of you. Because the Bible says the kingdom suffers with violence and the violent take it by force. But this is a kingdom that cannot be shaken. It's a kingdom, a city on a hill. Hallelujah. So yes, God's saying, if you seek me first, hide yourself in me. And then I'll take care of every single need. Even in a famine. I don't think you get this one. Even with a COVID-19 pandemic. Where 3 million people has lost their job in the month of April in South Africa alone. God knows who belongs to Him. Your job is not to run around frantically. Your job is to go down to Sharif. Their God will meet with you. Their God will give you the instructions. He will tell you what's next. He will tell you what to do next. Listen, God is now in the hour that we are living in. God is giving people ideas like never before. He's taking care of you. You better hear me right now. I cancel every assignment to stop you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of the Lamb. Every assignment on your life. I cancel that by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I declare your breakthrough. is not around the corner. It is here right now. You're walking in your breakthrough. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ. This is what the enemy wants you to not to know he does not want you hidden in God somebody needs to hear me it's exactly where God wants you away from the world away from the cliques into his presence and say Lord I'm hidden in the come on I'm hidden under the shadow of the Almighty Elijah experienced Psalm 91 he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High have you noticed what the scripture says? He who dwells in a secret place. It says it's a place of habitation, a dwelling place. A lot of Christians want visitation rights of God instead of habitation rights. We're supposed to dwell in the presence of the great I am. Dwell in the presence. Hallelujah. Why do you think John G. Lake came to South Africa many, many years ago with a pandemic of viruses? And the virus sat in his hand under a microscope. The virus died in his hand. And he had no mask on. The virus died in his hand. Why? Because he's hidden in Christ. Hidden in Christ. This is why when you eat, before you eat your food, you give thanks unto the Lord. Because even if they poison... Nothing will come near you. This is why, why do you think that when, when Paul sat at a fire, uh, 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 the scripture says a vapor came out of the fire and attached himself and they were waiting for Paul to swell up and die. What did Paul do? You can't die. Or you can't kill somebody that's hidden. Because when you're hidden, this world does not decide when you go. He's the author of life. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He gives a time frame when you are born and He gives the time frame when you die. Somebody better hear me. This is why cancer is illegal. It's illegal. I said it's illegal. Now you can't smoke like a, like a chimney and say, well, cancer will not come near me. No, no, you're out of the will of God. Oh, oh, I, I thought I'm going to get that. But when I'm hidden in God, I do what His Word tells me to do. 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah. Faisal, did you hear what they said about me? If you're hidden. If you're hidden. <laughs> Don't worry what they said. Heaven heard. Faisal, did you hear what they said about me? Don't worry. Heaven heard. When you're hidden, your job is just to be hidden. You hide yourself under the shadow of the Almighty. I believe this is what God spoke to me clearly, clear as day. Tell my people, it's time to hide themselves. Hide themselves at the Brookshire Roof where I can teach them dependency. How to depend upon me. I said it last Sunday, I want to say this again. I've, I've learned the deep trust with the Lord from this rubbish started with a lockdown. Right? God can use this lockdown to lock you down in His presence. So what happens in the lockdown? The children of God should prosper like never before. Shout hallelujah if you believe that. So just quickly, the Brookshire Riff, before God takes you to Carmel, number one, teaches you how to depend upon God. It stretches your faith. You see, this is what Romans teaches us, that faith goes from, from a position of faith to a position of faith. So your faith is being stretched. Every single time. This is before God took Joseph to the palace. He took him to prison. And in the prison, he was reigning. In this lockdown, you're supposed to reign. Hallelujah. So dependency upon God. Number two, that how God brings forth a miracle. If God brings a miracle to you, Every, if, you, if you made up your mind, this is how God's going to do it. I promise you, He's not going to do it that way. This, with other respect, you say, this is Vieras Prisces. I made up my mind, this is how you're going to do it. And He shows you, nah, I'm going to show you. I'm God, not you. And He does it a way that you can never even imagine. Lord, why do you use a raven to show you that even the stingy, if I command the stingy to bless you, they're going to bless you. Number two, I command the, the widow, an impossible situation to take care of you. Number three, I'll send my angels to take care of you, to feed you. Hallelujah. You see, faith, faith is not something I just confess. Faith is a lifestyle. Faith is a knowing in your knower. Who knows what I'm talking about? It's a knowing in my knower. That it's done. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. The evidence of things not seen. In Cherif, God teaches you faith. Faith is being taught when you are hidden. People say, Vessel, I want a great anointing. Get hidden. It's in your hiding. If you don't hide, Satan will give you a hiding. But when you're hidden, he can't find you. I promise you, hear me right now. That's where the anointing is being birthed is when you're hidden. You know what I'm going to say now? It's not nice, but it's true. A while ago, the Lord said to me, be very careful what you say to people. Because it costs you everything to throw your bulls to the swine. So what I normally do is, I, I, it's very easy for me to build up a wall. Boom, like this. It's, uh, there's a wall. But to protect my heart, you have to. You don't get this. You have to. It costs you everything. And that people will not even value what's on your life. Ah, it's not Pete Pompey's. But Pete Pompey's around the world, everybody wants to hear a word from Pete Pompey's, but not in his own nation. It's very quiet. I thought it's going to be that way. And we don't understand the judgment has come. You know, when the man of God says judgment, they thought he's nuts. He's nuts. No, what judgment? And he says, not on my word, it will not rain. And I'll think about this. So the Bible speaks about three, three and a half years, no rain. No rain on the earth. No rain on the earth. I like to point back everything to Christ because the Bible has been written for him and because of him.
Jesus Christ, <coughs> in the age of, of 30, he started his earthly ministry. At the age of 33, 33 and a half years, he died. At the end of the three, three and a half years, it started raining. The rain of abundance. The rain of breakthrough. The rain of blessing. After Jesus died, 33 and a half years, it rained. What do you mean, Vessel? Everlasting life. Blessing came because of, of his life. Is somebody listening to me? So he said the following. He says, go up, eat and drink, for I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. When you are hidden, you start to hear the secret things of God. He didn't see a cloud, but he said, prepare for rain. How can he be so convinced it's going to rain? Because he was hidden. Hallelujah. This is why it wasn't, it wasn't difficult for David to kill Goliath. Because he was hidden. He was hidden before that. He just came out and said, I'm going to kill this thing quickly. Let's get this done. That's that. Bang, bang. Over. Why? Because he was spending time. Yeah, how stupid they are. Attacking a man of God like David. And, and, and Samson under the anointing. You're going to feel the thunder, baby. Imagine God hits you with the fire, the spirit, bang. So I want to end with this. This is what I feel in my spirit that the Lord spoke to me very clear. It's time to get hidden once again. The Bible says this, that we are hidden together with Christ in God. In other words, every single time I wake up in the morning, I have to act like Christ. Please hear me. If I make decisions, I have to make decisions according to how Christ would have made the decision. Because later on in the scripture, you'll see what he says. He speaks, he goes on further. The same man said, he says that we have to walk in the spirit so that we will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Then the same man said the following. He says, but above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you were also called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Teaching and abominishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another. Even when he snores. I had to say, I just had to say Forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So when you are hidden in Christ, you don't like, you don't like drama much. You forgive. I always thought, how is it possible? How is it possible for Jesus to forgive them while he was hanging on the cross, saying, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. The only reason he could have done that is because of his hiddenness in God. And when you're hidden in God, it overflows to you. He understood the love and the mercies of the Father. And when you're hidden in God, breakthroughs are yours. I want you to agree this with me, but not from your head. I want you to agree with me from your spirit, man, that if I'm hidden in Christ, or if I'm hidden with Christ in God, that there's a breakthrough of my name on it. You have to hear me. You have to contend for that miracle today, not tomorrow. You have to contend for your miracle today. If the Bible teaches me if I'm hidden in Christ, all these things is part of my life and I don't see it, it means that something is wrong. Am I right? If you say that you are hidden in Christ, but there's a lack, there's emotion, there's, there's malice, as the scripture says, and there's all these fleshly desires, there's a problem. This is why Paul says, don't think about, about the things on the earth, think about the things above. When you're hidden in Christ, that's exactly what you're going to do. So before God takes you to Carmel, He takes you to Sharif, and Sharif teaches you how to depend on Him completely. And I want to tell you, that I think this is the secret to everything in my life. It's my dependency upon the Lord. I will never take credit for anything because I am nothing. And I don't try to be, 
you know, there's a, like, a, like a false meekness. or a, uh, No, I, I say it as it is. Without him, I'm nothing. Every success is based not on my goodness, but on his goodness. Being hidden in Christ. Being hidden in Christ. Don't let the devil find you outside of Christ. I hope that somebody had heard this message and said, Lord, bring a change in my life. Hide me. I want to say this to you from my standpoint. The way you've looked at me before, you'll never see me again. I'm, I'm hiding. I've made up my mind. I'm no longer wasting my valuable time with things of this world. No more. No more. I've, I've made up my mind a month ago that I'm changing stuff. Because I'm hidden. If you want to find me, get to know God. <laughs> Let me quickly ask, say this to you. You know, people ask me, what do you do on weekends? Well, I'm where God is. I'm going to try that again. Basil, where are you? We'll find God. You'll find me. Because I'm in Him. <laughs> uh, always, I don't have friends. I have the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, when you're hidden in God, you'll understand something. You don't need friends. I'm not your friend this morning. I'm your pastor. I'm not married this morning. I'm married when I leave. Now I'm married to him. Is somebody listening to me? What I try to get to is, when you're so hidden in God, nothing in this world matters anymore. Nothing matters anymore. And you find your sense of belonging in Him. And hear me quickly. I want to finish with this, I promise. When you're hidden in Christ, you receive a peace. And that peace is a person. People always tell me I need peace. That's awesome. But peace is a person. His name is Jesus. This is why the Bible calls Him the Prince of Peace. So when you're hidden in Him, you hide yourself away. Trust me. Sometimes you have to close your door and just say, it's just going to be me and the Lord for a while. If you don't hear me on WhatsApp and Facebook, don't worry. I'm still there, but I'm just with Him. And you, and you lock yourself up with the Lord. and you, you, just, you just hide yourself. Because I promise you, in Him, there's a place called there. It's a secret place. A place that's more than enough. It's where you find your refuge. It's when you are overwhelmed where you are led to the rock which is higher than yourself it's when you're in him hear me right now when you need peace perfect peace is when you speak to him in him this perfect peace that surpasses all understanding i believe this is why elijah when the lord said to him ravens will feed you had no had no fear he had perfect peace because he was hiding away in the presence of god the hour that we are living in people you better hear me we need to be hidden like never before you know, when the Bible says that the, the devil walks around like a, like a roaring lion, like looking at who he can devour and kill and destroy, this is why we need to be hidden in the Lord. I believe that there's things happening around us as we speak that, that points. Oh, by the way, for the rapture to take place, there's no signs for the rapture to take place. A lot of people say the rapture is, is, is ahead of us because... It's here now because I see the signs of times. Because Jesus spoke about the signs of times. When Jesus spoke about the signs of times, he wasn't speaking about the rapture. He spoke about the second coming. So if I see the signs of the times to the second coming of Christ, how much closer is the rapture than what we think? But before the rapture of the church is coming, the enemy is going to try to sift so many people. He's going to try to sift churches. And you know what? One of the things that's coming, false teachings around the world. And the Bible says that they will heap up for themselves these teachers that will just speak falsely, things falsely. And I want to say, make a bold statement right now. Anybody that mocks the return of Jesus Christ is walking in dangerous territory. I've seen a lot of, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get hammered for this one, but it's fine. I've seen a lot of people that has mocked the rapture of the church die very young don't go there don't go there you know there's a scripture that the bible says that god will give your flesh over to the devil so that he can save your soul don't go there if you don't know anything just rather be quiet but don't mock the coming of christ he's not coming back as a lamb he's coming back as the great king of kings and the lord of lords 
But we need to find ourselves hidden in the presence of the Lord. Is somebody listening to me? The only way marriage is going to last in this hour. I've heard a, I've, I heard a story about a, a woman and a, and a man here in South Africa. They have been married for 70 years. The, 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 the husband, I think he's 94. She was 90. And they said it wasn't hard being married to one another. For 70 years. I can only tell you this. The secret must be hidden in Christ. Absolutely. She wanted to kill her husband a couple of times. She couldn't find him. He wanted to kill her a couple of times. He couldn't find her. Hidden. Say hidden. You have to be hidden in the presence of God. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hands with me quickly. Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Each person under the sound of my voice, let them experience a net-breaking breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Lord, today we want to contend for our miracles. And we just want to declare your word. It is written that you are the God of the impossible. It is written that nothing is too hard for you. It is written that nothing is impossible for you. And this is why we want to contend for our miracle today in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, there's so many people sitting here that has been praying for breakthrough. And has been waiting, Lord, for heaven to open up. I want to pray in the name of Jesus that today you will send your ministering angels to bring that breakthrough in Jesus' mighty name. Your word says in the book of John chapter 3, that he who is from above is above all things. Let it be known to our circumstances right now that you are above all things. You are higher than the need. You are higher than the doctor's report. You are higher than anything in this world. You're above all things. And over all things you reign. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, that name which is above every other name. That as your people are contending for that miracle, Lord, that you will bring forth a supernatural release of your breakthrough power in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, there's so many people who have been banging on heaven's doors and waiting. Your word promises. If we ask, we shall receive. If we knock, it shall be opened. If we seek, we will find. Now, Lord, let your word let it become a reality right now to each one in the name of Jesus. It is written, your word will never come back void. Come on, I want you just for a minute just to pray with me right now and contend for that miracle. Come on, Elijah was a man just like us with the same spirit as us and he prayed fervently and it happened. You have the same spirit. You have to contend for that miracle, pray fervently in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to lift those voices like never before. Content for that miracle now in Jesus' name. Content for your breakthrough right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that you are our help. It's written, if we seek your kingdom first and your righteousness, all the other things shall be added unto us. So I want to ask you, every eye to be closed. Hear me right now. These people under the sound of my voice, you are at the Brookshire Roof right now. You feel like Elijah. You don't know what's next. But the Bible says, God supplied all of his needs at Sharif. Father, I pray for these Elijahs at the Brook Sharif. He didn't leave you there. He's teaching you how to depend on him. He's teaching you faith. There's things breaking off in the spirit over your life right now. I see it. The anointing that destroys these yokes. Father, I release this anointing over your people right now in Jesus' name. 
Let it flow like a river in this house. Let shackles be destroyed. Let bondages be broken by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, you, you, better, you better contend for that miracle. You need a breakthrough. You better contend for that breakthrough. In the name of Jesus Christ right now. Every shackle is being broken. Lord, we rebuke and no longer will the devil torment your people. We destroy that by the blood of the Lamb. Release your ravens. Release the ravens to feed your people. Speak to the widows, Lord, to take care of your people. Deploy your angels, Lord, to make a way where there seems to be no way. We call on the atmosphere to shift right now. In the name of Jesus. We command mountains to be moved. You are not forgotten. You are hidden. Hide us now under your mighty wing. Hide us, Lord, in that place called there. I want you just to contend for your miracle. Words is whatsoever we shall ask. Before God used Moses to deliver Egypt, he hit him in the desert for about a third of his life. You have to be hidden. You are not forgotten, you're hidden. They mock David and say, David is a nobody. But God made him a somebody. They laughed at Joseph and said, look at this dreamer. But God made him a somebody. Maybe today you, you're a nobody to this world, but you're God's somebody. You're not alone. You're hidden. As a man, you stand here, you say, Lord, I feel so lonely today. You're not alone, you're just hidden. Hidden for His purpose. At your roof. You hear the call of His voice. You feel the pulling of His Spirit. It's a roof where He teaches you how to depend upon Him. How would you know that He's a healer if you've never been sick? How would you know that He's a provider if you never had a need? Sheriff is also not a place we have to stay for the rest of your life. It's just a stepping stone to Carmel. Carmel will never happen unless Sheriff has taken place. You might feel down in the valley, but very soon there will be a shaking. And you'll find out that the God of the valley is also the God of the mountain. So my prayer for your people right now is that you will hide them. Let them live. Colossians, as the word says, we are hidden together with Christ in God. Thank you, Lord, that we are hidden under the blood of the Lamb. That when the world sees us, they see you. 
We are protected by the blood of the Lamb. I thank you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. This is what you're calling your people to. There's a famine in the land. Get down to Sharif. Get hidden with Him. Get shut in with the Lord Almighty. Father, I want to ask you in Jesus' name that you will turn things around for your people. They will see the goodness of God like never before. It is promised in your word that you will never leave us and that you will never forsake us. You will never leave us as orphans. I thank you that you will take care of every single need. No more lack. No more needs. In the name of Jesus, teach us how to seek your kingdom first. Come on, before we go, make up your mind that this week I'm leaving with my miracle. This week, Lord, I'm, I'm receiving my breakthrough. The word says, Lord, we have died with Christ. And we've also risen with Him.